Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, how about that? That was a beating. The Utah Jazz destroyed the Denver Nuggets. Just destroyed them. They were down 42-39 in the second quarter. They went on a at that point they went on a 22 to 6 run to end the half. And Locke's been throwing all all these stats and he threw it out on the on the broadcast uh, during game 2. Okay, well the Nuggets are 19 and 16 when they trail at halftime. So, all right, don't write anything off. Let's see how they come out in the third quarter. And the Jazz came out in the third quarter and dominated. They pulled away. That run ended up I I quit caring after a while. I know it got to 65-35. There's semi-round numbers, they ended in zero, but they ended in five, and it was a 30-point, you know, the Jazz put, came from three down to 27 up. It was a 30-point swing. Um, it's just unbelievable. It looked easy. It looked so easy. So, coming up, we got the best of post-game show. They will explain how they did it. The other score that was a shocker uh, was the Mavericks beat the Clippers. 127-114. Both these series are 1-1. The winner of these series plays play each other in the second round. And hit reset on both of them. They're both best of five. All right. Uh, DJ and PK. Kenny the Jet Smith, Smith from TNT talks about this. He thinks all the, all the rules are out the window. All the trends, all the tradition, all out the window. He'll talk about the bubble and his camp next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, Kenny the Jet Smith joined us during yesterday's show. Now, this is before Game 2 and the Jazz beat the Nuggets, before Game 2 where the Mavericks beat the Clippers. But he's the one who said, everything's out the window, anything can happen. Here's Kenny the Jet Smith from TNT with PK and I. He's up late on TNT. He's up early on morning radio. Kenny, you're doing it all. Hey, man, it's easy when you love it. Yeah, there it is. Uh, so you're here to talk NBA, but you're also here because you got uh, a series of virtual camps, a chance to uh, help players improve. Have you added the uh, Lillard Logo 3 to your repertoire here, or is that not in the camp yet? I added the what? <laughs> the logos, the, the Lillard Logo 3? Oh, the look! Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, well, we do have Trey Young. As one of our uh, structures, he can shoot that deep as well. So you 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 will get the insight on how to shoot that deep. And uh, you know, I I just it's that's incredible the way he shoots the basketball. But for me, this camp is really you know Jet Academy is about you know the pandemic and social distancing. And I was like, you know, the development of our children and our kids and people who are inspired shouldn't stop because of that. So this is a way to do it. You can work side by side gives you a unique opportunity to upload your videos, ask questions to the greats. I got some really, really great um, sessions coming up where I have the trainers who train the greatest players like the KDs and the James Hardens of the world. They're showing you what they do with those players. Um, And then, you know, I have another session. uh, I want to dunk. And so I'm going to – I have the trainers who treat explosion, explosion to the rim. 
And so just, you know, things that I know that I, the questions that I used to always ask, you know, how to get a scholarship, you know, how do I get it? I got a session with that. When, when you actually work out, then we sit down and we tell you and you ask questions and we explain how the process works if you're not the best player in the country. And so those are the things we do at JetAcademyCamp.com. Parents, kids, don't miss the opportunity. We go all year long, become a member, membership starts, JetAcademyCamp.com. So you talk about how during uh, this pandemic you wanted kids to still be able to improve. It seems like there's been a number of players in the NBA who during this time off, whether it be Lillard, Mitchell, T.J. Warren, Booker, and others, these guys have improved. you have any particular explanation to how their game has gotten better during this time off since they've returned to Orlando? Well, I don't look at this section From the start, I've always looked at this session, these sessions of eight games and now the playoffs, as another season. Because you have been off for three or four months. So the guys come back with a knowledge of what they needed to work on. It's kind of a summer, like being off for the summer, and you're coming into your next year of your career. So Luka Donich is coming back, not as Luka who left in 20 was an all-star, He's coming back as an MVP candidate now because he's had those three months to really think about and reflect about what works and what doesn't. His body comes back, rest, and so on and so forth, and all the way down the line. So you you have to look at every player in the bubble as this is their next year. That's how they would have come back if the if the if the 2021 season instead of the um, 20 season. 1920 season. That's my theory. Kenny the Jet Smith joining us. You see him on TNT. I'm curious about the individual instruction that NBA guys get now. Because I'm thinking when you played, you had a you had a head coach. Uh, he probably had two or three assistants. Maybe you had more. Uh, and now you've got. All these uh, 10, 12 development guys, but they work specifically on the next move that that player needs to add. How much of a difference does that make? How much do you wish you had had that when you played in the 90s? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I think that was, I mean, that's the reason, you know, not going back to it, but that's what I put in the Jet Academy. So when you go to jetacademycamp.com, it's like these individual guys who train these guys because there were no, my brother was the, like one of the first, I think, individual trainers of players. Like, that didn't even exist. Uh, Like, uh, a guy who was, his only career was to develop you. That was just lifers of basketball who just wanted to be around the game. Now, people are getting handsome salaries for that. And that's why I thought it was important to put into camp. But that's what happens on, that's why Dame Lillard, all of these guys, what they're doing now, they have that they have the access of their own in the summer, and then they have it with the team. So, yes, player development would have definitely expanded even the players that are the great players that we've seen in game. Imagine Michael Jordan with another person that's helping him develop his basketball talent. <laughs> How much trouble do you think the Lakers and Bucks are in? Uh, I don't know if the Bucks are in trouble. Uh, I don't know if that's um, – but I do think what I, I call Portland's efforts sustainable income. Like, that's something that they're going to have. They score the ball the best clip. Think about this. 
their fourth-best scorer might be the second-best scorer in the modern history in Carmelo Anthony. Like, I go Lillard, McCollum, and Nurchitz. They score the easiest right now for Portland. And then Carmelo. But Carmelo, in the modern era, is probably the second-best scorer that we've ever seen. So this is like an unbelievable, easy-scoring basketball team. So the Lakers are going to have their hands full on how to stop these guys because they all are happy taking big shots. What is the ceiling for Donovan Mitchell? Because the 57 points here, and people have high expectations for him, but even the people with high expectations here were blown away, blown away by what he did. Third-year guy, how much better can he get? And again, third-year guy, this is Donovan's fourth year. Think of it as that. This is how he would have come back in 2021. I, I'm, I'm surprised, but not. Because, you know, he is the new version of Dwayne Wade. Like, he is the 2021-2020 version of Dwayne Wade. I look at it as this playoff. To me, the Clippers, they've got two pretty good t- players. Well, they got a great player at top, and Paul George has fit into that role very nicely as a second player. And then I think where they can really be better than everybody else is, say, like players three through eight. So I, in, I've installed them in my mind as the favorite. What do you see? I, I think that because of the bubble scenario, all bets are off. I just, I just, I really believe that. I, I even the Clippers beat Dallas, and I'm like, that series, I could see Dallas winning. Like, I could really see them winning that series because you don't have to go to Staples Center to win Game Two. You're, you're, you're in the same bubble. The anxieties that you have are no longer exist. So every team has that opportunity now to have players, not the great players, like the the, the good players that sometimes get bothered by the anxieties of being on the road, that doesn't exist now. So if all bets are off and Mike Conley is back in the bubble, presumably to play game three, we don't know for sure, but that's what we think, uh, what kind of shot do the Jazz have to beat the Nuggets? Oh, great shot. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're a possession or two away from winning game one without Mike Conley. And I think and it was, I was so happy for him, obviously, because he left because he, you know, birth of a child, but I was so disappointed for him at the same time because he had finally looked comfortable being a, a Utah Jazz member to me. Like, I think his role was so, he had so much responsibility in Memphis that he, with the lack of responsibility, I think, made him uncomfortable. And, and now he was finally getting to that point where he understood, well, I don't have to have the ball in my hands all the time like I did in Memphis. And I know what to do now. And then, you know, now he has the birth of it and he has to leave the bubble. So hopefully he can get back fast, uh, enjoy his family, his, his newborn. But, you know, he's going to be a huge addition when he comes back in game three. So because these guys don't have the anxiety of these lesser players, the good players, not the great players, and teams never obviously are going to have to win on the road, does that in your mind taint whoever wins the title in any way? No, not at all because, I mean, if you put the best bakers in the world and said, hey, go down and make donuts, best three, you know, 22 bakers in the world, and we're going to get a champion out of that. 
you're going to get the best damn Baker. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be the guy. So this is going to be the team that comes out that's the best team. Um, I, I don't think it's tainted at all. But I, I do think that it's just different circumstances. But now it's kind of like putting someone who bakes in front of a crowd. It's like, well, it's different circumstances. They're normally in a kitchen by themselves. and But they're still pretty good bakers, you know? And I, so I don't, I don't think it tainted it at all. Last thing before we let you go, did Charles Barkley sleep with the broom? <laughs> I think we all know that Portland is not a real eight seed. You know, an injury-free Portland Trailblazer team would have been a 3-4 seed. But his affinity and love for him does carry a little bit too far when he says that, you know, they're going to sweep after one game. Uh, but overall, um, that broom probably did sleep with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good luck with the uh, with your academy and, and the online uh, teaching you're going to do. And thanks for joining us for a few minutes, Kenny. We appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot, guys. There's the former Houston Rocket, the TNT broadcaster, Kenny Smith, and give the Jet credit for saying, uh, hey, anything can happen. Uh, because anything did happen yesterday. And he said it yesterday morning, spot on. All right, best of the Jazz postgame show. We're here from Quinn Snyder and the players next. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Time for the best of the postgame show as the Jazz win big over the Denver Nuggets. Rockets took down the Clippers. Or excuse me, the uh, Mavericks took down the Clippers, too. What a day, huh? All right, here's the best of the Jazz postgame show after their win. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. The Jazz even up their playoff series with the Denver Nuggets in one game apiece thanks to a 124-105 win yesterday afternoon from the bubble in Orlando. Donovan with a Donovan Mitchell with a different type of performance in game number two, but still dominant nonetheless. 30 points, 8 assists, 1 rebound. But he was 10 of 14, 6 of 7 from 3, 4 of 4 from the line. An incredibly efficient 30-point performance from Donovan Mitchell. Jordan Clarkson had 26 points coming off the bench. Rudy had 19, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 blocks. And Joe Ingles with a great night as well. Afternoon, night, afternoon as well with 18 points and 6 assists. Hoping to hear from Joe Ingles in the uh, Joe Ingles show coming up a little bit uh, later on here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 12 the zone. All right, let's get you into some post-game sound. Let's start with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. All righty, we'll go ahead and get started here. Our first question today will come from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, you guys were able to bounce back in a big way today. The 32 assists, the 20 made threes, it seemed just like your group was so confident getting everyone involved and doing everything right today on offense. Well, I think, you know, we were unselfish and, and made the right play. We, you know, they were aggressive and pick and roll. And, uh, you know, it shows with the assist totals with Royce having eight assists. I thought Donovan was really patient early and made the right play. And, 
you know, obviously in the third quarter, he had a big quarter. He was able to score offensively. Everybody made the right play and shared the ball. You know, put ourselves in a good position because we were able to defend better. All right, next question, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, obviously you guys are great offensively, but, I mean, that, that's got to be – you have to be happy with uh, how you guys were defensively. I thought you guys made them uh, feel you uh, on most possessions. What did you guys see defensively, and what adjustments were you guys able to make between game one and game two? Well, you know, our guys competed, and, um, you know, to whatever extent, you know, there's a plan. Um, you know, the players made plays, and, you know, you know, you picture their heck of a team, and, you know, they're really, really hard to guard. Um, and I just thought our guys, we, we dug in and collectively really defended, as you said, and did a good job, you know, protecting the paint and finishing plays on the glass. Um, I don't know what the rebound totals were, but we had guys working their tails off to get on the glass. And, and if you don't get it, just the effort that we had around the rim was great. It, 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 Royce. O'Neal on the ball, and I thought everybody, you know, there was, it takes a team to defend them because they're, you know, they move the ball so well and they're so unselfish and just puts a lot of pressure on you all the time. So, you know, everybody's got to do their part on every possession. And, you know, for the most part, that's what happened tonight. All right. Next question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, to kind of continue on with the defensive theme, uh, Jamal Murray really kind of was able to exploit your guys' defense last game. Tonight, just 14 points on, on only 13 field goal attempts. Was there something you were doing to kind of limit his touches? You, you spoke before the game about kind of limiting the two-man game between him and Jokic. What did you see, uh, what did you see as the game played out? Well, there, as I've said, there, you know, they're two of the best players in this league. And, you know, when they play together, they're so connected that, you know, it's exponential. Um, and you just have to, you have to compete against them. Um, you know, we were fortunate tonight. Um, we had a good night. You know, obviously these games have been, you know, to the wire, you know, every time. And it, it's a series, you know, and I don't, I don't think you get too high or, or too low. You know, it, everybody has, um, you know, Donovan had a great game last game. And, you know, they've, they've proven that yeah, they've been beating us the whole season. So the fact that we were able to get one, it's, it's good. We tied the series up, but the, the key word is series, and you know, we've got to continue to do it again. Okay, next question, Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Quinn, what, what does it mean and what does it show from Donovan to score 57 points in the last game and then only take 14 shots in this game and still dominate? He's, it shows you how how much he thinks the game, how unselfish he is, um, because he did he did score. Um, he had six at halftime, um, and then in the third quarter we, we needed him to be more aggressive shooting the ball, and he had opportunities. Um, and then frankly he went back and passed it again. So you know, he, he's making the right play, and it shows his mentality that you know he's able to do what he did the other day. Um, you know, and then tonight in a different situation against different coverages and adjustments, you know, he continued to make the right play. It's not a, for him. You know, it, it shows what kind of player he is, um, that he, he's about winning. And, you know, we defended as a team 
And I think that's where Donovan's focus was. And then on the offensive end, again, making the right play. And really, when you have the ball and you're making plays for other people, um, you know, he cares about his teammates and he wants to win. Um, that for him trumps anything, you know, any individual performance. And you, know, you saw that you know, tonight. Uh, those were Quinn Snyder's thoughts after the game, after his team wins 124-105 to 105 over the Denver Nuggets. Let's now move on and let you hear from Donovan Mitchell. Go ahead and get going here with our first question from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Don, a big bounce back for you guys today. What did you learn about your team? Um, we got a lot of guys that are ready to fight. You know, they're, they're a tough team. You know, they had... Uh, multiple weapons, you know, Jokic kind of got off, you know, Royce did a hell of a job on, on Jamal. Um, Porter kind of got off too, but the biggest thing, we stayed together. Even when we missed shots, you know, it wasn't even about the offense, you know, we just stayed locked in and communicated. And that's what we need this whole series. Um, game three is going to be intense. We just need to keep the same energy um, and intensity and lock in. Uh, okay, I think our, our next one's actually there with you. Taylor Rooks is, has a question. <laughs> Done. So obviously last game, you have 57 points today, you have 30. How have you almost become, you know, a chameleon? You can always adapt to like what the team needs from you at any given moment or any given game. How have you been able to do that? The biggest thing for me is just trying to, like you said, just reading the situation. You know, I think um, I said it earlier, like the first, my first few years, I kind of saw the rim, you know, and it's being a scorer. And now it's kind of, you know, I prided myself over quarantine, just kind of becoming a playmaker, you know, finding ways to get the team involved. But it may not always be you know, scoring, you know, and I think today just really trusted my teammates and they did a hell of a job to, to, you know what I mean? Rudy, Joe, JC, Royce, everybody, you know, to be able to not just hit shots, but be ready and, and make plays. And I think that's what made it easy for me. Okay, next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Don, um, Mike Malone had talked yesterday about uh, really wanting to get you away from driving to your right and keeping a body on you kind of on both sides. It seemed like they did a pretty good job of that in the first half. But for you, that opens up so many more of those skip passes and those open guys out in the corner. So does that, do you feel like that adds any pressure when they come at you like that? Or does it feel good? Like, oh, well, then these guys are open. Um, I mean, for me, they did a great job. You know, they did a great job of just trying to make it tough on me. And you, know, you felt it early, but, you know, for me, it's all about adapting, you know, understanding that, you know, the lanes that and the scenes that were there in game one uh, aren't going to be there in game two. And like I said, getting off the ball, trusting my teammates, you know, they, we got guys who can who can really score, who can really make plays, and you just got to trust it. And, I, and I, I, I trust all my teammates. And, you know, if they want to take me out of it, just being able to find and make the right read. And that's really – I've been proud of myself on and trying to do. And like I said, give it a credit to my teammates on, you know, making plays and believing in me that I'm going to be able to get off the ball and then come back if, if need be, which is what happened in the third quarter. All right, next question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, I'm curious to know what kind of defensive adjustments you guys made tonight. Obviously, uh, Jamal Murray was was big against you guys in game one. Tonight, just 14 points on, on 13 shots. Were you guys uh, doing something significantly different to kind of uh, change his effectiveness? Just make it tough on him. Um, like I said, like him and Jokic, you know, they're tough. You know, Michael Porter got going as well. But at the end of the day, you know, they, they just – trusted Royce and Joe, you know, they, they're our top defenders and you got Rudy back there as well. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just making it tough. I know for myself personally, when, when Tory Craig does that to me, it, it, you get tired after a while. So 
for for us, just Royce picking him up full court, keeping that intensity up. And we got to keep that up throughout the series. You know, great to do it today. Uh, we got the win, but we have uh, we need three more. So I don't think we're satisfied with that. We did a good job today. We got to be able to do it again, uh, game three. Okay, next up, Ryan Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Donovan, Jamal, he posted that thing uh, on after game one on you guys on social media running into you. How strange is it that you guys are seeing each other between these games? Um, it's, it's a little weird, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we have, I know pretty much everybody on that team uh, off the floor. But right now it's business, you know, and um, that's really all it is. You can see him walk by him, but it's business, and you just got to stay locked in. You know, it's nothing personal. Uh, we just got to go out there and just – Stay locked in throughout the entire playoffs. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, we know each other. It's a, it's a, it's a small world, like in this basketball world. We know, I've known Jamal since high school. I've known um, Gary Harris, Will Barton, went to that same high school idea. Like, we're going to see these guys. It's just a matter of can you take that and separate that from what you need to do on the court. Okay, last question uh, for you here today will be from Tony Jones, The Athletic. Hey, Don. Um... You know, did you guys, I mean, you know, losing to Denver four straight times, three times in the regular season, did you guys, even though those got all those were possession games down the stretch, were you guys kind of like, okay, if we just make some adjustments, we're right there against this team and we can, we can make this a close series and a long series? Yeah, um, for sure. I think the biggest thing is, like I said, just being aggressive. You know, obviously it's easy when the shots are falling. Guys, we all had shots. We, we did our thing. But I think the biggest thing to take away is the defensive, how blocked we were defensively from, from top to bottom. I think that's really where we stood out. And that was kind of the difference between a lot of these games. I think, you know, for the most part of the regular season, I hadn't shot well. Uh, Mike hadn't shot well, boy, yeah, like in those games. So I feel like if we could continue to do what we did, Today defensively and also make shots. I think uh, we have a uh, chance to something really special, not just in this series, but you know, we get three more, we get the next one. But I think for right now, we're focused on game three and uh, being able to replicate what we did tonight uh, on game three. There you go, Donovan Mitchell talking about how he was uh, intent on getting his teammates involved, and boy, did he. 30 points, but also had eight assists. The Jazz as a team uh, yesterday had 32 to- total assists, just a huge number, especially after only having 18 in game number one. All right, let's now let you hear from Rudy Gobert. Okay, we'll go ahead and get started um, with our first question from Kristen Kinney, Jazz TV. Hey, Rudy, I know this was a big one for you guys to bounce back. And Donovan was just talking about all the things you guys learned today about your team. Uh, Just can you talk defensively uh, what you were able to figure out tonight that was different from the previous meetings with Denver? Just the physicality, intensity. You know, we we came out just more physical. Uh, Royce O'Neal did a great job. Uh, Jawan, Joe, all the guys, you know, we ready to get another level defensive Okay, next up will be from Taylor Rooks, who is there with you. Hey, Rudy, so just kind of going off that, you are obviously the, the defensive go-to guy on the team. What are you telling your teammates about ways that they can up their defense against the team? I think the main thing is to be disruptive. You know, we felt like last game we we played good defense, but they weren't feeling us enough. And uh, we really wanted to try to take away the game and make sure that, you know, if they're going to hit shots, they're going to have to feel us a little more. And, you know, any scorer knows that uh, it's, it's harder to, to get comfortable when you have bodies on you and, 
and if they go to the rim, they know that I have their back. So that's the main thing. Thank you. All right, next question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, usually they score so many points on cuts around the rim. How were you able to kind of get that out? And, you know, really, they only had seven layups tonight. What, what do you do to protect the paint as well as you guys did? Uh, like I said, you know, the physicality was there. Uh, the communication was there. And uh, against this team, the number one, the number one most important thing is to get those rebounds. And I think we did a great job. You know, they had a few offensive rebounds in the fourth, but uh, throughout the game, we did a great job. You know, everyone was uh, giving up their bodies to to put the body on someone and get the ball. And that's the, we know that's the key to the game against, against a very big team. Okay, next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. You've got a strong possibility that you're going to get Mike back for the next game. Um, how has that changed things for, I mean, getting a win like this with that large of a margin without him and then adding him back to the mix, what's that going to do for you guys? I mean, it only adds positive, you know, having someone like a player like Mike Conley and the leader like Mike Conley back on the back with us, you know, it, it only has positive. And, uh, you know, I know Mike has been, uh, he's been keeping his rhythm, staying in shape. Uh, you know, he has a he has a new baby at home, so I know he's in, he's in a great state of mind, and uh, it's only going to be positive for us. Okay, next question, Andres Lopez, Cultura Sports. Thank you. Um, you mentioned earlier the role that Juwan Morgan played. Today he got his first start. Can you talk a little bit about his story and what he represents to this team? I mean, Juwan's been great. You know, he's been very professional throughout the whole year. But, you know, throughout this period of time, you know, he's been a... He's, he's, he's kind of my rookie, so he's been, he's been really great for me. Anything I ask, he's been doing it. And, you know, being able to see him uh, with such professionalism and, uh, you know, such, uh, how can I say, like, I really felt like he was, a, he was a veteran out there. You know, first start NBA playoff, and he had no pressure. You know, he, he did everything we asked him to do, and, uh, and he's a big, you know, one of the big reasons why we're able to, to play the way we play today and uh, in the first game. All righty, last question will be from Tony Jones, The Athletic. Rudy, what, what adjustments, if any, specifically that you, you're willing to share, uh, did you guys make defensively from game one to game two? Just get, get more physical. You know, that was, on the first game, I feel like we're a little too worried about, you know, the calls and, and all that stuff. And we're trying to get away from from getting physical, from getting to them. And we got fouls anyway. <laughs> so we're just like, you know, let's, let's get disciplined, let's get physical, uh, let's be smart, communicate, and uh, make them feel us a little more. And, you know, if you're gonna, you know, if they're gonna make shots, at least they're gonna make shots with, you know, with having bodies on them and, and, and people touching them. And, you know, we did a great job doing that. And at the same time, getting on the balls and getting those long rebounds. And that was the key to the game. There's Rudy, 19 points, seven rebounds, three assists, two block shots, dominant performance uh, from Rudy. And we we talked about the uh, points in the paint after the game. Uh, the Denver Nuggets only scored 28 points in the game uh, points in the paint yesterday. Terrific performance from Rudy. All right, let's now let you hear from Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson. Learn about your team today. Your team today. Um. 
nothing that we we haven't known. You know, we we just coming in here competing every game. Um, we made adjustments. Uh, it's the second game was last game was the first game. We watched that out, made adjustments, came in the second game, competed, and uh, got the win. Well, 32 assists, 20 made threes. How confident is this group in your offense and execution? Uh, we just, you know, trust each other. That's it. The biggest thing is we moving the ball, getting into the paint, um, making the next man look better. That's all we're trying to do. Um, and we just continue to play as a team that way. Uh, and then defensively, we just get the stops. Jordan, 26 points for you. I know you just say that you're just playing. But what is it that you're seeing against this Denver team time and time again, particularly as you come in in that second unit? Um, well, they're doing a good job defensively changing it up on all of us. Uh, we're just trying to stay aggressive, keep attacking the paint. Um, and like I said, we're trying to find each other and uh, just keep continuing to spread the floor. For me, it's just uh, I'm trying to help the team win. I'm getting open shots. My teammates look for me. Um, and shoot, that's what we do for each other. All right, we'll start off, Jordan, with Ryan McDonald, Deseret News. Obviously, big big game for you today. Um, what 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 is going through your your mind, and, and what are you trying to do out there? And is there any any motivation, especially needing to to lead the second unit um, and and kind of give juice to the second unit for you? Really, is just to win. Uh, that's the only motivation. You know, we take one game at a time. Um, one step at a time. Uh, we knew game one was going to be a tough one. Came out here, made adjustments. Game two, um, that's what it's all about. Um, my mindset coming in is just getting the paint, trying to make my uh, teammates better as long as everybody else. You know, coach told us to attack the rim, um, get kicked out, uh, look for open opportunities when we have them, take them. So uh, it's preached all the way down the line, and uh, we're playing for each other and playing together. Uh, it works well for us. We got one more from Ryan McDonald here, Jordan. I guess just in terms of, of your shooting, um, are, is it just you were feeling good out there for, from from deep? Um, I'm always feeling good, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I scraped the last games like I scraped a win. So I'm just coming out there with a free mind, trying to take the lift that's open, and uh, keep continuing to try to help the team win um, and try to impact the game. That's all I can do when, I, when I'm coming in. That's it. The last question is from Sarah Todd Deseret News. Jordan, do you think that you don't get enough credit for your defense? <laughs> uh, I mean, I made uh, a lot of strong strides uh, defensively so um, being here Quinn talks to me um, you know tremendously about it um, you know he's helping me you know, talking to me during every possession or stop during a free throw um, let me know what I have to do so I would say um, I have uh, grown in that area and I'm just trying to keep continuing to get better that was Jordan Clarkson, 26 points coming in off the bench, 9 of 18 shooting, 4 of 9 from 3, 4 of 4 from the line. He was just terrific. All right, let's let you now hear from some uh, the Denver Nuggets side of things. Let's start with uh, Nuggets head coach Mike Malone. Hey, Coach, do you credit this one more to adjustments that the Jazz made coming into Game 2, or was it more things that you guys just didn't do the way you wanted to? 
No, I wouldn't say this game came down to adjustments that they made. Um, the end of the second quarter, they went on a 15 to six run uh, to build the lead. And towards the end of the third quarter, they went on a 15 to three run. Uh, I mean, the adjustment they made was they put Royce O'Neal on Jamal and took Joe Ingles off of him. So if you want to credit them scoring 124 points and limiting us to 105 to that, you can, but I don't buy that. All right, next we'll go to Mike Singer. Mike, go ahead. Specifically off in the three-point line, was it execution, containment, communication, or all of the above? I'll have to watch the film, but I'm sure it was uh, a, lot of, a lot of those things. Um, Jordan Clarkson was a difference maker in the first half, 16 of 26. Third quarter, obviously, uh, we guarded nobody, 43 points. They shot 72% in that quarter alone. And obviously, that was a one-quarter where Donovan Mitchell took over. I think he scored 21 of his 30 in that quarter uh, and really got going from the three-point line. So I think it's a matter of um, executing the game plan, knowing who you're guarding, understanding the flow of the game, communication. So I'm sure when we watch the film, Mike, it will be uh, all the above to your question. All right, next we'll go to Rod Mackey. Rod, go ahead. Michael, what bothers you most about this? This was it execution? Was it effort? What what is going to stick in your craw? Well, that we lost. You know, I mean, uh, that's the bottom line. But you know, I told our team after game one, it's only one game. Uh, we don't get too excited about it, and we're not going to panic after a loss. Obviously, give the Jazz a lot of credit. They uh, they turned it up. We did not play well, and you know. Well, their best players played well, and we need our best players to play well. That's the bottom line. This is the playoffs. So we got to find a way to uh, to respond in game three. Um, but yeah, I'm just more disappointed. I thought our guys played hard. Didn't play smart all the time. Didn't, didn't execute the coverages or what we were supposed to be doing. But um, you know, give them credit, and uh, we'll be better in game three. All right, next we'll go to Mark Kisla. Mark, go ahead. It happens all the time in, in the playoffs that, that one game looks really bad. How easy is that to put behind you? I think it's easy. I mean, we have to. You know, I mean, if we let this, you know, just kind of stay with us going into game three, it'll be more of the same. Um, this was not the result we wanted. And more importantly, it wasn't the margin that we wanted. You know, all of our games are usually close games, and this one got away from us. Um, so we have to learn from it. We have to look at it. We can't uh, be afraid to look in the mirror and see why we lost. But once we do that, let's turn the page, and it's one-to-one. And, you know, um, you know, we're going on the road now, so we're going to have to play on in Utah for the next couple of games. But uh, I think our guys are pretty young, resilient, and uh, I think we'll show, uh, uh, give a much better effort and performance in game three. Next we'll go to Kendra Andrews. Kendra, go ahead. Michael, what does it say about the way that you guys defended that just so many jazz players were able to get involved, not just with scoring, but with three of them finishing with six or more assists? Yeah, they, they lead the NBA in drives. You know, uh, they're second in the NBA in uh, pick and rolls or a run per game. Uh, so that's how they play. You know, they're a driving kick team. And uh, if you're not able to contain the ball, they're going to be able to drive and kick out to their shooters. And you see that for 48 minutes. Um, so it's you know, that's their style of basketball. And obviously, we have to do a better job with that one-on-one containment. 
All right, we have time for one more, and we'll end with Sarah Todd with the Deseret News. Sarah, go ahead. Mike, you kind of going off of what you just said, you know, part of what you said yesterday was that you wanted to kind of keep Donovan from driving right and be able to have better one-on-one -on -one contact with him. Well, when you cut off that right drive, but then he's kicking over to the left and he's such a good passer, what does that do? Well, it makes it really hard. <laughs> you know, anytime you put you know two guys on the ball, you're going to give something up. Uh, he's a hell of a player. Uh, we did a much better job on him tonight than in game one. Uh, but obviously, you got to give their bench credit. You know, Jordan Clarkson, the rest of their bench had an impact. I thought Emmanuel Moody played well for them in the first half. 43 points for their bench compared to 30 for our bench. Um, and that's why they're such a hard team to guard because they play with multiple drive and kick players. You know, Joe Ingles is a guy that initiates drive and kick, pick and roll, whatever it is. And Joe always seems to make the right read out there, the right play. Uh, so those guys had 14 of their 32 assists. Um, but, you know, we, we've, we've done it before. Uh, we, we beat them three times in a regular season. We've done a great job on Donovan Mitchell before. So we just have to uh, be better in terms of our approach, our effort, and our discipline come game three. There's Mike Malone after his team falls in game number two to the Utah Jazz. The series now all uh, even up at one game apiece. Let's now let's hear from Jamal Murray. Hey, Jamal. Uh, just wondering what the difference was in terms of how they guarded you today. Uh, obviously, they put Royce O'Neal on you, but what made that, that matchup difficult? Um, he was especially, um, but you know, we just gotta be more aggressive. We just, you know, gotta hold our spots more. Um, you know, mess up the plays a couple times. Um, you know, just makes it look worse. Uh, you know, so we can hold our spots, be more aggressive, and you know, do the same thing that you know they did to us. Um, you know, they made some adjustments, and you know, now it's our turn to go make ours. All right, next we'll go to Christopher Dempsey. Chris, go ahead. Hey, Jamal, what were those uh, adjustments that, um, th that you could tell that Utah made in this game? That was your job. <laughs> it's your job. You tell me. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's your job. <laughs> Bingo. Next we'll go to uh, Mark Kisla. Mark, go ahead. We, we've talked to you a lot about playing with emotion and playing off the intensity of the home crowd. So often in the NBA playoffs, a team loses the first game and they come out really hard in the second game. Uh, to what extent, I mean, you can't rely on a home crowd to get you out of a hole. So to what extent do you have to rely on each other? I mean, with or without the crowd, with the crowd, you know, we're still out there playing the game. Um, you know, we have to get on each other more. We got to just, you know, keep our energy up. Uh, I feel like we got flat. Especially that third quarter, I think we had like 40, 40 points in the third. You know, I just, we got to put a stop to that. You know, we got to hit somebody, box out, you know, all, all game rebound, you know, lock in and get a stop. You know, just, we just can't let them go on a run and then, you know, go on a bigger run game after that. So, um, we just, we're letting them be too comfortable and, and they're getting dressed up and, like I said, they made some adjustments, and, you know, we just got to be ready for game All right, next we'll go back to Dempsey. Chris, go ahead. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah, there's no problem. Um, it, just generally team-wise, um, what, what what needs to change this game to game three? 
Uh, the game just finished. Um, you know, tomorrow we're going to go look at film, um, you know, get in the gym, put some shots, uh, walk through the place and stuff, and, uh, you know, see what we can come up with. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can be more aggressive. Um, you know, I, I can't come up with a game like that and, you know, throw 13 shots or, um, you know, have no points in two quarters, you know, just we got to be more aggressive. We got to put more pressure on the defense, especially when they're pressing up like that on me. So, um, some adjustments I got to make by myself and um, some team adjustments as well, but I uh, will be fine. Right, we know that to come out and play hard. Uh, that's what you're supposed to do when you're at a disadvantage and now no time for our, us to go up on a, an advantage in game three. So we're just going to be ready and, um, and recoup and we'll be fine. All right, next we'll go to Sarah Todd with the Deseret News. Sarah, go ahead. Jamal, there's a strong possibility that they're going to have Mike Conley back for the next game. Um, how does having him in the lineup change the dynamic of how much pressure you can actually put on Mitchell since you're going to have two of those guys out front? Uh, Mike's a great player. Um, very underrated. Um, you know, but uh, we just got to do what we do. Um, this is when we don't have thrill. We don't have Gary. You know, we're, we're dealing with throwing two starters out. You know, so uh, every team has to go through adversity here and there. But um, who's going to prevail? Who's going to you know, find a way to win? And tonight was them. You know, they put pressure on us early, and uh, you know, we didn't react the way we should. So uh, you know, hopefully, game is a better outing for us. All right, next we'll go to Joel Rush. Joel, go ahead. Hey, Jamal. Uh, you've talked a lot recently about the importance of communication on defense and guys being vocal. Um, do you think your guys' uh, issues tonight were about communication or something different? No, we just got to cover rotations better. You know, some of our scrambles, we got the wrong person scrambling. I mean, that's why it's called scramble, but... You know, it kind of messes up the rotation even more when we have the wrong guy going out. So uh, we just got to you know, limit how much we're in rotation to play better one on one defense and um, you know, get better than the pick and run. So, but like I said, we just got to make some adjustments. You know, you know how the playoffs is. So I have all the answers for you right now. So um, I have the answer for you tomorrow. All right, we got time for one more here, and we'll end with Mike Singer. Mike, go ahead. Hey, Jamal, you've talked a bunch about you wanting to bring the right energy, set the tone, the right mentality for the rest of the team. What can you do specifically better uh, for game three? Like I said, just be aggressive. Um, you know, whether I'm going downhill, whether I'm taking my shot, uh, just commit to it. You know, sometimes I, I, I get incisive, you know, uh, whether it's uh, thinking too early on the shot clock or if I you know, came down, no pass, just kind of put off the shot. Um, just got to pick my spots better and, and you know, run the team better. Uh, as soon as I come down, you know, whatever it is, uh, don't get as organized enough. Uh, so those are little things that can help. And, you know, I'll go make it my, just make the same adjustments I got to make. All right, that'll do it, Jamal. Thank you. There there you go. That was Jamal Murray. A pedestrian game for him, especially compared to his Game 1 performance where he was just terrific. But he had 14 points on 6 of 13 shooting, 3 rebounds and 4 assists, and uh, obviously did not want to talk about what the Jazz were doing defensively against him. Uh, as I mentioned, the series now one game apiece. The Jazz beat the Nuggets 124-105. to 105. Game 3 will be Friday. Tip-off will be at 2 o'clock. Pre-game will be at 1. There's the best of the Jazz post-game show. What is trending? All the headlines coming up next.